We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA Front Office Show. We're continuing our series reviewing the offseason of every NBA team. Today, we're getting into the Orlando Magic, Keith's adopted hometown. Keith, what are you thinking about, about Orlando? Not a team that's going to you know, contend for a championship anytime soon or anything like that, but the rebuilds coming along and the number one pick certainly helped with that. Yeah, for sure. It's People are more excited than they've been in a long time. Here, I think uh, people were super into the team that made the playoffs a few years ago. Mm-hmm. But then that second playoff appearance happened in the bubble. So even though those games were played right down the road from the city of Orlando, it didn't really matter because it could have been played in your backyard like they were for me and you still couldn't see them. So uh, that, that was not exactly what people wanted. But yeah, the ability for this team to basically say, you know what, we're going to, everything's got to go. Vooch is gone, Fournier is gone, Aaron Gordon's gone, and we're just going to start this whole thing over. Um, and they did pretty good with it. I think people were, uh, I want to say excited, but it was tempered excitement with last year's first rounders, Franz Wagner. Everyone is super excited about Jalen Suggs struggled and then he got injured. So that, that one, there's a little less, but Markel Fultz got back on the floor. So people are excited there on the downside. Jonathan Isaac didn't play at all. So that's, Got people a little like, what's going on with this? But any like questions that were left of whether you should be excited or not wiped away when they picked Paulo Bancaro and then he looked great in summer league. So good that he only played two summer league games and the Magic are like, we've seen enough. Put him in bubble wrap. See you in the fall. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this team is, uh, they picked a direction and I think it looks pretty good right now, that direction that they've picked. Yeah, well, let, let's take a look at kind of what they've what they've done here, what they've got on their salary sheets right now. And I guess really we have to start with Paulo Bancaro and Keith. I mean, one of one of the all time best draft day swerves that we've <laughs> yeah. ever seen. I mean, it, it seemed like it was a lock that Bancaro was going three to the Houston Rockets. And then next thing you know, there he is going off the board at number one to Orlando. The only thing that I still haven't figured out is why like it was epic incredible that they were able to do this i'm not sure exactly what they benefit from it but still i mean amazing in this day and age that they were able to keep it that quiet that they were actually taking paulo number one yeah i don't know if maybe the hope was houston will panic and do a panic trade up to number one and here's you know a whole bunch of guys but 
Houston seemed content. And, and I think in the end, I think all these teams made the right decisions to let's just stick where we are. Um, as I've said multiple times before, but it's worth repeating. Paulo was number one on my board. It was not by a huge amount. I had him, Holmgren, and Smith all in the same tier. Um, I thought they were all going to be really good. I just felt most certain Paulo Bancaro would be good. Um, the other two, I there's I could see things going wrong. I think Bancaro is just even if he doesn't hit maximum supreme upside. He's still going to be a really, really good NBA player. And the other two, I feel like there's the potential. Now, I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to be really good too. Um, but yeah, I mean, and as you said, yeah, they kept it super quiet. It was, it was only like in the last handful of hours before the draft that we even got the like, well, the Magic are still considering. Right. And that almost seemed like the yeah, sure they are, right? It's a, it's it's almost like you know the Pelicans are still thinking maybe not Zion, and it's like okay, yeah, right. Well, right. Uh, you know, but then, what, an hour or so before, it was like, they're going to take Bancaro, and it was like, holy crap. And the betting lines had changed earlier that day, too, which, yeah. I mean, somebody knew, but... Yeah, somebody yeah. knew something. Yeah. Yep. So, yo, know, but here it is. Now, this salary sheet, pretty clean. You don't have any players who make $20 million. Um, we're going to get into some of their other off-season stuff, but it was mostly, they brought guys back. They, they they didn't add anybody outside except for a couple rookies, so Bancaro and then um, Caleb Houston, who's a second round pick. He's not showing on here because his salary's so low, um, but he'll 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 be there as well. Um, but so in this situation, um, guys they resigned. Gary Harris comes back, thirteen million dollars, second year, fully non guaranteed. It's important that they gave him that second year, fully non guaranteed, because they can trade him now. He can't block the trade or anything like that. They 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 don't have no trade restrictions. They can move him. So uh in $13 million, if they keep him, it's fine. They like Gary right. Harris. They thought he did a nice job with their young guards. Um, there's still certainly injury questions within that grouping with Fultz, uh, with Jalen Suggs, to some extent with Cole Anthony. So and Gary Harris, it's not like Gary Harris is uh 35 years old and at the end of his career, he's he's 28. So, you know, perfectly fine there. Uh, then uh, re-signed Mo Bamba. This one was a surprise. Yeah, um, not what we'd have been hearing. Like, yeah, it looked like he was gone. Um, they inked Wendell Carter Jr. to the extension. You can see that. A very good extension. That starts this year. And it's as the Magic have been prone to do in extensions, it is a uh, descending contract. So it goes down uh, each year by about a million dollars or so. Um, but then they re-signed Bamba. But again, just like Gary Harris, it's a second year, fully non-guaranteed, so very tradable contract for Orlando at ten point three million. And for what it's worth, Mo Bamba showed great improvement last year. Easily the best season he's had in the NBA. Played really, really well. Um, you know, shot the ball well. He blocked shots. He rebounded better uh, than he had thought. And then that was about it, other than Bull Bull. Um, who's making just uh, $2.2 million, I believe it is. Um, he's just off screen. I promise you he's there. Um, but he, again, non-guaranteed second year, and that's just a, hey, let's see, because nobody saw him last year because he was injured all season. So that becomes a, hey, let's see. And then if we go all the way back to the top, Jonathan Isaac and Markel Fultz. Um, Isaac sounds like he's going to finally return to the court. Um, he's coming back to a very different Magic team than the one uh, we last saw him play on that was in the bubble. So he's missed two full seasons now um, that we have not seen him play. Um, and then Marco Fultz, he got back at the end of last season and looked really good physically. Um, 
So, you know, this team, I their salary sheet is clean. We got a bunch of good, young, interesting players. This is a fun team that I think is uh, you know, they're they're doing this rebuild about as well as you can do it. I'll tell you what, with those salaries, with your guys that are, you know, Gary Harris, the expirings, uh, or the the non-guaranteed in that second year, Mobamba. If Paulo hits and Markel Fultz bounces back. Jonathan Isaac gives you another dimension, and suddenly you're suddenly you're looking a little bit better than you would have expected. You actually put yourself in a position where you could be a buyer. Now, I wouldn't expect this to be the case, but you could be a buyer out there at the trade deadline if things are looking even better for the Magic with those contracts because they are expiring. You can offer that relief there, in addition to the fact that they are serviceable players in Mo Bamba and Gary Harris. So I like the flexibility that they've built in there. Now, again, that's not I'm not anticipating that the Magic suddenly find themselves in a spot where they want to go add win now pieces, but you do have some attractive salaries there to potentially put into a future deal at some point. Uh, and then plenty of, of youth to build around. I mean, my gosh, there's so many young players where you just look at it and say, Hey, if this guy just, I'm not talking about pops off the screen. I'm not talking about has this meteoric rise, but just organically is a year older. I mean, you talk about Franz, Franz Wagner, you know, the players like that just tend to get better year to year because that's what young players do this team could be looking really, really good within the next few seasons. Yeah, I think so. I think, yeah, I think just thought of staying patient and with the uh, growth of what they have on the roster, they're going to develop into being a pretty good team here. Um, I I don't know that I'm uh, planning and working around a parade route. Sure. Um, if I have to head downtown uh, anytime within the next few years, but again, that flexibility gives them that, that, um, opportunity where all right it's time to go add a major free agent they can do that in the next couple of years because not sitting on any kind of really bad money uh jonathan isaac interesting situation with him his contract because he did not hit his games played markers has now become partially guaranteed now he's not going anywhere this year because it's still guaranteed for 16 million but next season if let's say just it doesn't work and he's just not back after this year they can get out of it with only owing him 7.6 million um, they, then the final season is fully non-guaranteed. So if it becomes really messy, they can get out of that. Fultz next year, only 2 million of that 17 million is guaranteed. So the magic have done a really nice job protecting themselves in these deals as well, because these are really talented players who you're perfectly happy to have, but you know, if it doesn't work out, uh, you can get out of those. So they're, they're, they're in a really good spot. Um, I want to talk about Wendell Carter for a minute, just because yeah. that contract extension kicks in. There are a handful of people who I saw say like, wow, that's a lot of money. That's more than the mid-level. Well, by the end, because it's a descending contract, it'll be far less than the mid-level for Wendell Carter. This is a guy who last year, I, and I'm going to, I know Trevor, I know you watch a lot. I don't guess you didn't even know this. He averaged a double double last year. He yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah, 15 points, 10.5 rebounds, and not for nothing, a career high 2.8 assists, which is, that's not a bad number for a big man who played on a team that was, uh, to be fair and kind, we'll just say shooting challenged uh, for large chunks of the year. Now, that is still a problem it for is. this team. Um, Franz Wagner is probably the only guy you feel really good about as a shooter right now. So they're going to have to figure that out. Um, if Bancaro can extend that range out to the NBA three-point line regularly, you're going to feel pretty good about that. 
Another reason why I really liked Bancaro with this team, he's an offensive creator. He's a guy you can throw the ball to at his size that can actually make passes. We saw him um, off the dribble, pick out shooters in the corner several times in summer league. Uh, they're, they're game winner in that ridiculously bonkers Kings game that went to double overtime. It was Bancaro making a pass off a double team to find um, a player for the game winning uh, shot. So he, he can really pass the ball. Um, Carter can pass the ball for a big man. So there's a lot of, I think, good stuff in here for this team to build around. It's just, are you going to get there with Jalen Suggs? They need him to be a lot better. And I think he will be. I think he just had that tough transition uh, to the NBA. But this is a team, man, I maybe my my uh, adopted hometown pride is creeping in a little bit here. But I feel pretty good. One other thing I'll say, too, that's not an offseason thing because it's an upcoming season thing. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. I'll be shocked if Terrence Ross is on this team past this year's trade deadline. How many years have we been saying that for? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Tell me about it. Yeah. We're, uh, yeah, it's, um, yeah, I was, uh, you know, looking at that one two years ago when they traded everybody, I was like, yeah, all right, Ross is next to go. And then I, I remember trade deadline ended and I put up the Will Smith meme where he's looking around at the empty living room and he's like Terrence Ross walking into the magic locker room. And then last year I was convinced he'd be traded and he has not been yet. So they've made it clear. They're not just going to give him away now, now that he's an expiring contract and he can just walk next off season. Kind of got to get whatever you can. Then I think it'll be, you know, if worse comes to worse at the trade deadline, uh, we can get a second round pick. All right. See you later. Y'all off you go. So yeah, man, I, I I like it. I, I think they're, They've got a lot of interesting combinations they can play, a lot of different ways that they can look at it. I think people have been asking me this a lot. I think they'll start Carter, Bancaro, Wagner, Suggs. And then I flipped. I think it will be Fultz who starts there. And I think Cole Anthony will come off the bench uh, behind him. But then behind them, it's going to be Mobamba, Jonathan Isaac, uh, Gary Harris, Cole Anthony, Probably Chumo Kiki, maybe RJ Hampton. Hampton disappointment didn't look very good uh, in summer league. He, he really kind of struggled. So we'll see if he can get it together. But you know that's a lot of fun stuff. Uh, you know for, for the Magic. I mean, maybe you know this year you make a jump to 25, 30, 35 wins, maybe on the high yeah. end, and that's great. That that's the step forward. It'd be really good for them if like they they weren't fully out of things completely by the time you get to the trade deadline. Sure. Um, that, that would be a step forward. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And they could, they could certainly put together that kind of a run. Um, and Terrence, when you look down the list of the ages, 
it's it's stands out like a sword. Yeah, oh yeah, 21, 24, 22, 21, 21, 24, 20, 31. You know, what I mean, yeah. it's he's yeah. he he'll get moved, but but right, it's like I, our kids like tell me about in the olden days, Papa yeah. Terrence. <laughs> that's that's what he's doing. Story time with Terrence right? Ross. Yeah, I um, remember back when this was when there was the old arena in here. It wasn't even the Amway Center. Let me right? tell you kids something about Aaron Gordon and yeah. the dunk contest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Did you guys know once I played for the Raptors and there were two teams in Canada? <laughs> oh, poor Terrence Ross. But uh, but this team, this is very exciting. This is definitely going to be like in terms of my, my league pass teams to kind of make sure that I keep an eye on. This is going to be one of them. Definitely a team to, to check in on because I think they're going to be fun. I think they're going to be exciting. And I think they're building something here. You mentioned the shooting being a concern. I'm okay with that because right now it's just about finding the talent and finding mm-hmm. the pieces. And then you can sort of um, smooth things out later on with some other moves, additions, whether it's a trade, whether it's just adding in some, some guys, whatever you're going to do right now, it's about developing the talent that you've got. And even if that means that, you know, you're held back by a lack of shooting, that's okay. You're not, you're not trying to contend necessarily this year. You're looking at a few years from now. And I think that becomes then a targeted need. You can go fill. If yeah. you need to, where you can look at it and say, all right, you know what? We need to get a shooter in here that we can go, you know, just to round out the roster. And they'll have that ability. As it stands right now, I project them to have, well, let me pull it up, uh, $31.7 million in cap space next offseason. So they'll be in the mix to go get kind of whatever they need. And you can probably, much like we saw the 76ers years ago when they were ready to turn it around, they overpaid J.J. Redick, but they overpaid him for one year initially right. on that first deal. That's where the Magic will be in position to do that. If they want to go get a shooter, they can then overpay that shooter for one or two seasons because as long as you keep it short term, it's not really going to hurt you. So you can, you, you'll can you be able to go do that. And that, that that's you know great to have because you're not looking at, are we going to fill out with $31 million? We've got to fill out five roster spots. I don't think they're going to be in that position. No, no, definitely not. All right, I think that about wraps things up on the Orlando Magic. Pretty good offseason for them and like what they're building here. But let us know your thoughts on the Magic and their future in the comment section down below. Did you like their offseason? And don't forget to subscribe to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel. Ring the notification bell. Follow us over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe.